Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can for $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking Donate. Don't forget, I have two other podcasts you can enjoy. Pucks and Cups, which comes out every Sunday, and From John to Justin, which comes out every Friday. Years ago, when podcasts were starting to appear on the scene, when you wanted to listen to history, you mostly got Roman history, European history, and American history. There was a great lack of Canadian history podcasts. Today, that's completely different. There are dozens and dozens of Canadian history podcasts, and many of them are fantastic. But one of my favorite is the Just Watch Me podcast, which is a great podcast hosted by Liv and Kate, where they look at various events and people from Canadian history. Their podcasts have looked at everything from Kim Campbell to Celine Dion to the Gomeshi trial. It's a really interesting take on Canadian history. I really enjoy it, and... They were nice enough to talk to me for the podcast, and I will be on their podcast in just a few weeks' time, and I'll make sure I share that. But let's get right to our interview with Kate and Liv from Just Watch Me. I guess, uh, you know, first question, how did the two of you kind of meet? So we met in law school. We met, I think, did we meet on the first day of law school? We met on the first day of law school, yeah. So I think it's, I don't know if it's across... Uh, the country but definitely in Ontario most law schools have like a small group program in first year of law school that you have the same 23 people or whatever in all your classes mm-hmm. Liv and I were in the same small group and that's how we met yeah it was love at first sight <laughs> nice uh, and then uh, so law school to uh, to a history podcast what kind of where'd the interest in history come from well to be honest it came from a love of podcasting. I think that that's how our podcast was born. Um, Katie and I both love listening to podcasts and I really wanted to produce something. And so in our second year, we started toying with doing a podcast together. And that was kind of where the idea came from. We had no idea actually at that point where it was going to take us. We just knew that we wanted to do something together. And we actually had an entirely different concept for the show that, that we didn't end up going with. Um, yeah. What, what was the original concept? Well, so we were listening to, so we were both obsessed with podcasts, but we were listening to very different things. And like Olivia was consuming a lot more Canadian content than I. Um, and I was like listening to like American news. That's like what I was using it for, which is very strange now with what we're doing. Um, but the original concept for the show was something much more newsy. We wanted like fun news for women our age that was really smart, but kind of chatty. Like that was the vision. Um, but we quickly learned that we're not journalists and you have to like get scoops and really, really verify your facts. And I think the nice thing about doing something that's a little bit more historical, I think a lot of what we're doing is history. It's more recent history, but you have a little bit of comfort in time has passed. Most of the takes are done. You can kind of read the body of work and have a good idea and you can kind of have a good idea. But when you're doing something that's current, things are unfolding all the time. And then that we found kind of unsustainable with our schedules and to be honest, our training, like we weren't really 
we weren't really equipped. I don't know if you agree, Liv. I didn't think we were <laughs> really equipped. Yeah. And, and the thing, <laughs> I think that the thing that drew us to our, what we do now, which is kind of reimagining uh, Canadian people, places, and phenomena is the ability to talk about the media narrative that came out of what happened. And I know that's one of Katie's favorite things to do. And so mine is a consequence on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite have... thing to do that Olivia tolerates me always <laughs> wanting to do is, is combing through the media narrative and unpacking it. But um, I guess uh, next question is uh, the, the name itself. Uh, why did you decide to reference something that Pierre Trudeau said, uh, I guess, 51 years ago now? You know what? We wanted something that was distinctly Canadian. We really wanted to establish ourselves as being um, Canadian. And I think, you know, we're, we don't have a good plethora of famous Canadian moments that are really, really easy, easily recognizable. But for us, this was one of them. You know, the, the just watch me quote is something that everyone can recognize. And I think also, um, you know, our parents even more easily recognize it than, than our generation. So for us, it was a really good way to let, you know, people browsing on the podcast app <laughs> know like immediately that we're a Canadian podcast and give like kind of an idea that, and maybe a little bit that we're edgy. I, I don't know how edgy we really are, but like, I, I think like there is something like, there's something about that moment that also appealed to us in, in his like spunk, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Katie? <laughs> I mean, it was also, it was a new project for us, something we neither of us had done. So it was kind of like, just watch us go. Mm -hmm. That's how I saw it. I don't know if Olivia agrees. No, I do. I was, I was trying I thought to, it was fitting. I was trying to capture that with my comment about it being, being edgy and spunky. I think that really comes across because like you said, it's it's kind of a defining moment in Canadian history. Uh, it's uh, it's something that goes against the grain of what people think of as Canadians, you know, we're polite and well mannered and just watch me is essentially him saying, you know, how far will I go? Well, you, you'll see. And so I think it's a really good name. And like you said, it definitely comes across as a Canadian uh, show immediately for anybody who knows that quote. And if you went to if you went to school and had social studies, then you've heard that quote. Uh, at least I hope so. I don't know how, how it is now, but. <laughs> There's also another answer, which is less interesting, which is that we had already begged my friend, who's a lovely and generous graphic designer, to do some designs for us. And we needed a name that was three short words to fit the design work she had already done. <laughs> so all that is true, but there's a very practical marketing, yeah reason why we also picked that name a little of both nice yeah. um so is there a period of you said you guys kind of focus more on canadian history uh recently but is there a period of history that you guys uh particularly like individually that maybe you don't cover in the podcast you know what to be honest selfishly i think that the things we're most interested in we are covering in the podcast um you know we're doing a lot of our favorite canadians uh, we love we love talking about people. We love picking a person uh, that's Canadian who you maybe didn't even know was Canadian, and unpacking their life and reimagining um, what we what you thought you knew about them. And I think 
I mean, maybe not our personal favorite Canadian, but Pamela Anderson was a really fun person to do for that reason, because I think so many people have preconceived notions of who she was or who she wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. that she was just kind of a dumb blonde, but, um, you know, being able to research her and talk about, you know, all the, the, all the good things that she has done and how really just how complex she is as a person was, was really fun for us. And I think that what we try to do is not just, you know, pick celebrities who happen to be Canadian and like talk about them because they're Canadian, but we, we try to anchor them um, in Canadian culture and, and bring it back to our Canadian theme. So with Pamela Anderson, we talk about some of her comments about the seal hunt and we get into that in a way that I don't think American news would be doing and, mm-hmm. and her racist comments on Twitter and things like that, um, as well as sometimes sticking up for her about how she's been treated by the media and how her you know experience of domestic violence is completely overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like Celine Dion, we, we try to, to place her not just as um, Canadian or as a, as a international pop star, but as someone who is Quebecois and had a whole uh, French music career before we, most of us um, in English Canada knew her name. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my favorite period of history, we've done it a little bit. I'm a little bit curious about like Cold War stuff. We had like one like Cold War spy episodes, so we are dipping our toes into um, to older history. But yeah, we have really focused on recent history because I think my interest is people that, especially people who are still alive, that we have an idea of like what their life is and what they mean to us, but we haven't really been critical of that in a long time. And in terms of the way that we understand certain issues, like we're we're able to look at Pamela Anderson and realize how much of the way we've talked about her is totally sexist and unfair in the way that people in the nineties probably weren't, Mm -hmm. but that we were able to have that lens with, you know, being in a cultural moment that we are. Mm -hmm. But I would like to do more Cold War, World War II. We have a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I found that with your Kim Campbell episode because uh, like you, I think you even said in your episode, she gets kind of a, a bad rap because she was prime minister for such a short period of time. And people ignore the fact that she was kind of taken over a crashing 747. Like there was nothing that she could do. So you did delve into a lot of the things that she did prior to becoming prime minister and after she became prime minister. So like you said, that's kind of a main goal is to kind of flesh out a lot of the people that we see as maybe two dimensional or as kind of a, in the case of Kim Campbell, like a one hit wonder, your prime minister for whatever it was, 137 days. And she's one that I think that we thought we were going to vindicate more than we did because we ultimately concluded that she did make some real mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time was totally thrown to the dogs and mm-hmm. had escalated so quickly through federal politics that I really believe if she had some more time in a really high profile portfolio, she probably would still be in politics mm-hmm. um, because I think she, there's just a, a bit of a naivety with the media that she probably wouldn't have had if she was a bit more seasoned. I like to believe that she would still be around if she wasn't thrown to the dogs so quickly. And I also think too, that if her like legacy in politics had been longer, that we wouldn't talk about her uh, like, like we do as Mm -hmm. kind of this worst prime minister, because Mm -hmm. I just think there's such a limited body of her work in, in politics too. And so that I think also codes it, which we talk about in the episode, you know, when I think we try to 
balance out a couple of things. Like I think, you know, we love doing people, but we don't want to do people every single week necessarily. Um, so we, you know, we try to make sure that we're covering a lot of bases. So we kind of have a, a rotational system, I would say. We increasingly recently have started doing interviews celebrating Canadian culture as part of our show. So that's been really fun to today. Um, uh, January 10th, we have an episode with Danny Kind coming out about uh, her time working in Working Moms <laughs> and celebrating Canadian content too. So uh, in terms of picking episodes, I think it's just that we just try to balance all those things, balance the debunkings with the celebrations. Um, yeah. There's also because of our backgrounds, because we're, you know, almost, almost lawyers. Um, anything with a legal angle is something that we can probably look at like we're always like what can we bring something like we want to bring something new like we want to say something that's or reach a conclusion that's new or at least overlooked so anything with a legal angle we can usually do a pretty quick analysis with that like we have those skills already so like Gian Gameshi was one that it was obvious we had to do that um, because it's about it's very recent history but I still would say it's almost history um, it's about women and sexual assault, which is, you know, issues that we, we care deeply about. And it's about law. Um, and there's like case law to read. So legal angles is a big one. If it's there, we'll, we'll dive into that. Um, but ultimately we, we kind of set out to make this show cause we wanted to make something that we would want to listen to. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's always the test, you know, mm -hmm. do my best friends want to listen to this? Do I want to listen to this? Um, now you, you mentioned you have the uh, the interview episode that's out today, um, which is like you said January tenth. So it's out today, but it's ten days ago for anybody who's listening to this. So, but uh, is there what's your dream uh, your dream interview? Who would you like to get more than anybody else on the show? Oh gosh, I mean, I have so many. <laughs> I think the the women that we've already done are big ones. Yeah. Like if I could get Margaret Trudeau in the room. Um, oh, I yeah, would never that's recover. That's a good call. Yeah, um, it would probably really be a really bad interview because I'd be really starstruck. But you should still come <laughs> on if you're listening. Uh, Kim Campbell, totally. I think it's. I find the easiest interviews are the ones where, and, and the best are the ones where you know you actually really do know the body of work, and you have an opinion and um, kind of going in. So the women that we've done, any of those people would be dream guests. <laughs> Christy Freeland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you choose your episodes, uh, how do you go about it? How, like you've chosen your episode, you're going to talk about that person. How do you guys kind of decide who's doing what on, on the episode? Well, we don't. And that's, what's kind of fun uh, to some extent, because we both go off and we do our own research um, and, and, Based on our backgrounds and interests, it usually follow, uh, leads us down two totally different rabbit holes. And then a couple of days before we record, we come together and Kay tells me what she's been up to, what she feels like she's missing. And then usually I have one of the gaps that she's been missing. And I'm like, oh, thank God you went down that rabbit hole because I didn't do that one. And so we talk about what we have and then we fill in any any gaps that we need to. Um, and that actually that that time before we record is usually 
the time when the episode comes together um, because we're, we have the same convert and Katie and I laugh about this because we have the same conversation before we record every single episode where Katie's like, I'm not sure about this episode. How are we doing? And I'm like, people are complex. We're talking about the whole story and it's going to come together and it always does. So Katie. (laughs) Yeah. And we started researching in that way. I think with the old concept when it was newsy, because it's still the case because we wanted to, I wanted a safety net. I wanted to know that it wasn't just my research because I found that was very stressful. I think probably because of our background is that, you know, we take, we take the facts very seriously. I mean, like any podcaster does, I'm sure you're the same Craig, but we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We we want to deliver something good and reliable and worthwhile. So we also do it as a matter of checking ourselves and each other. And it's probably doubling work. It'll be probably, it won't be sustainable forever, <laughs> but it's really interesting too, like where we go off and, and what we end up figuring out. Now we really like to use audiobooks. So if there's two, we won't read the same, we won't listen to the same one and we'll coordinate that. But we really do go off completely on our own when we start researching, which is, I think is why it's, um, it's really interesting to see what comes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been, is it just over Zoom that you guys record or is that kind of a COVID thing? Well, it's kind of a combination because like I said, we're, uh, Katie's in Hamilton, I'm in Toronto, so it doesn't, and you know, we have really busy schedules outside of being podcasters. <laughs> so it's not necessarily feasible for us to come together every week. Um, but we have an easy out in saying that it's because of COVID uh, that we record over Zoom. And to, and to be honest, it, it has like the pandemic has offered us a very practical solution for our problem. Um, you know, as much as we'd like to be together every week, it's probably not feasible to to make the journey. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's it, and it's been a nice way for us to, you know, see each other all the time during zoom uh, during the pandemic too it's been very, very important for our relationship <laughs> this podcast well when we were the first version of the show when we were still finishing up our last semester of law school we were recording in olivia's snowball that you can see like sitting cross-legged on her student house room floor hunched over with our teas <laughs> talking into the snowball but i think this setup is is probably better <laughs> a little bit more sophisticated <laughs> I guess if you have to decide you want somebody to listen to the podcast, you want them to, what would be the episode that you'd give them to kind of say, this is our podcast. This is what I want you to listen to, to get hooked. Mm. Can we each pick a different episode? Is that allowed? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Because she knows that we won't agree. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Oh, do you have one off the top of your head? I I have so many. Okay. You know what? I think the most quintessential of our episodes, which I'm most proud of, is our Margaret Trudeau episode. uh, Because, you know, she obviously was married to the man who gave us the name of the podcast. But more than that, you know, she is part of an iconic Canadian family. And so for me, she really was the epitome of of the the brand we're trying to cultivate and the people that we want to talk about um, in a lot of ways. And I think what's fun about the episode is that there's so many misconceptions about her and her story um, or, or just not enough knowledge. I think like our generation didn't really grow up with her in the spotlight uh, necessarily. And so we just didn't know that much about her um, 
maybe less, maybe that was more so than debunking. Um, but I think it's interesting and it's really a fun episode. And I think like the dynamic that Katie and I have in that episode is really, um, yeah, is the representation I would like people to, (laughs) to have of of our relationship and, and the kind of work that we can produce. So I would say that in terms of debunkings and being an iconic Canadian person, I, I love that episode. Okay, that was going to be mine. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, for all the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And I wish people were more, more curious about her. Like, she's such an interesting life. She's such an interesting character. Um, she's, like, very talented, too. Uh, I, wish, I wish more people cared about her. So I think that would be the one I would say because I think she deserves the most recognition because <laughs> everybody, because no one's really paying attention to her these days. I mean, mm-hmm. that's on purpose, right? She doesn't really get, she's not really involved um, in her son's politics, and she kind of says all the time she hates politics. But I, I would agree. I think that's the episode. That's quintessential. Just watch me. <laughs> uh, so if you somebody comes to your podcast they listen to every episode what do you hope they get out of uh out of listening to the podcast uh do you want to like change their mind about something you kind of touched on it a bit before or you just want to educate them Uh, i guess at the end what what do you hope they learn from the podcast well (laughs) i think not to trust media narratives is a big theme to be curious about people. And I think the biggest thing that, that we have learned hosting these episodes is that, is that people are complicated and um, historical events are complicated. And sometimes there's not a winner and a loser, a hero and a villain that all of those things can be true about one person, about one event at the same time. And so I think, you know, not necessarily everyone wants to do that when they listen to the news or, you know, read articles or anything like that. And so, you know, we're here to help you. We're here to help you uncover those, uh, those nuances. (laughs) I think all that, I think the, one of the, the, the big things that we're pushing right now is that Canada does in fact have a vibrant popular culture and has for a long time. And number two, I don't know, the, 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 I hate the word vibe. The vibe is we want you to feel like you're the third friend in the room. Um, especially right now, we hope we can, we can keep you company. Uh, when you decide on a podcast episode, you mentioned that you listen to audiobooks, you kind of do a lot of the research and everything. How long is the process between kind of when the idea starts to when it, it's put out on the, onto the, the podcast air? It's very, it's, it's very different per episode. So obviously the interview episodes, um, well, depending on what, what the person's body of work is like for Danny kind, we were already big fans of working moms and had watched it um, more than once uh, for one of us. So it was really easy to interview her and and it obviously did some background on her other work, but um, we were, she was mostly, well, her, the new season's coming out. So we knew that was the context for the show. So that wasn't really a lot of research. We kind of just, we kind of just showed up. Um, Well, we watched the show. So yeah, you know, it was like but the funnest was an addition of all time. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it was great. Um, so it was like a, it was maybe a couple hours of background for me and 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 showing up. The really more um, like 
it, it kind of depends. So the really dense ones, the ones that are really controversial too, we spend a lot more time with just out of fear and anxiety. Um, so Giangameshi, that one we spent, oh God, I don't even know how many hours I spent researching that. We spent oh a long time. We spent a really long time um, storyboarding it as well. We spent a good couple hours, like maybe per episode. We, we really put a lot into um, developing that because it was something that, you know, we take those issues really seriously. There was also like case law to read. Like it was, it was not easy um, to research. And there's also so much. So there's so much to comb through. Um, whereas something like, Celine Dion, we, we definitely did a lot of background on her, read some academic work on her, um, but a, a lot of the episode is us uh, reacting to songs and music videos. <laughs> so <laughs> that, you know, there's just a little bit less probably time into, um, you know, at the pre-production stage, you could say. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think, and to be fair, when we're picking our episodes, each week we do try to balance that out. So we're not doing, you know, the trial of the century every week um, because it's not, you know, sustainable. So we like to, you know, we, we know ourselves and we know our process and, and how we're going to encounter each person. So that comes into how we pick our episodes too. Uh, now, you, like you said, you mentioned uh, the Danny Kind interview uh, comes out today. Uh, what was that interview? How, like, how was it? How did it go? Was it uh, a lot of fun? Uh, like you said, you're fans of the, the show Working Moms, which I think is on CBC Gem, so everybody can, can watch it completely free if they want. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was like starstruck. The, oh, it was the <laughs> best. Yeah, she was so, so nice and so... Um, like giving of herself to us. She just rolled with the punches. Yeah. It was, it was kind of like a, I, well, we had been emailing with her agent and when, you know, her agent agreed to do the interview, Katie and I just like freaked out. We were so excited and we're, yeah, we were like calling each other, like, oh, I can't believe it. And so it just like, for us, it just felt like such a huge get. And then on top of it, she was amazing. So nice and so kind and just like as cool as you wanted her to be and except for more. Mm -hmm. We also really love that character too. Um, she plays Dr. Ann Carlson, who is a psychiatrist um, who has like rage issues. Um, and yeah, so it was really wonderful talking about that character. And, uh, you know, when you're a fan of the show, it was, yeah, it was kind of a dream come true. Um, we got into some of our favorite topics about, about Canadian culture and what is a Canadian production. Um, there is lots, there's lots of living Katie bait in, in that episode for sure. <laughs> we just, we love we're, right now we're on a, a secondary mission along with our debunkings, but to really promote Canadian culture as we've mm -hmm. been talking about. And so we're kind of trying to work our way through all the famous Canadian shows and we're going with the current ones, but I expect we're going to, we're going to go back into the archive soon. Um, and it's just, it's so, there's something that feels really meaningful to it as well about being, being able to promote these shows that are really so good. And, um, and for us to genuinely love these shows and then to speak with people who are making them, it gives us some insight to the industry as well which is really a cool like oh it was just we, we love that so in regards to canadian culture uh if you wanted to 
somebody didn't know anything about Canada and you wanted to kind of explain what Canada was and you could only use one show from Canadian history, which one would you use? Ooh, that's well, we, such a good question. We do expressly <laughs> try and avoid this um, because we don't want to be defining what Canadian culture is, um, especially as to uh, like upper middle class white ladies, like we're in no position to say. Mm-hmm. So that's my very diplomatic answer, Craig. <laughs> okay, what- Olivia might answer it. <laughs> I'll answer it because I think that, it, and it's obviously it's all regional too, right? Like Canada is a really big country, and someone's experience of Canada in Alberta is very different than someone's experience living in a big city in, you know, mm-hmm. let's say Toronto or Vancouver, right? Um, but I think one of one of the shows that's on CBC right now that does a really good job of capturing um, a Canadian spirit is Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course you have um, this immigrant family who has this convenience store and, you know, the Canadian or the children are first generation Canadians and, and their struggle that they have like fitting into Toronto and, you know, the, the things that they do and the problems that they have, I think are just so relatable and quintessentially Canadian that I don't know if I would say it's the one show that represents uh, the best represents Canada by any means, but I think it's definitely a show that does that. And, you know, I'm not part of an immigrant family, but I felt so connected to so many of the struggles that that family goes through, um, you know, between the parents and kids, like my mom, my mom thinks that she's uh, Jean Yoon's character. So, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's so much more than just being this immigrant family. It's so relatable to the Canadian experience on so many levels. Um, so I would say, I would say that one, but I definitely wouldn't say it's the only Canadian show, but I would just say it's, it's a really good representation. And that show too, even though it's a, it's about one um, family, the Kims, it also does showcase a diversity of experience. Obviously there's a lot of Korean culture in, injected into the show, which is uh, amazing, but they do show off, I think lots of different kinds of Canadian experiences in that show. So I do think that's a great pick. Yes. Liv. <laughs> uh, in regards to the podcast, uh, what's the response been like? You guys have put out a number of episodes now. Uh, I think you have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. So if, if people for mentioning really, that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So if you enjoy the podcast, go, you know, go give it a five stars. <laughs> um, but do you feel like people are really enjoying the show? You've been getting a lot of good comments uh, overall. So our moms have both been giving lots of five-star ratings. So that's good to hear. <laughs> They've been doing their job. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is, is that um, people are reaching out to me from like different parts of my life that I wouldn't, in talking about episodes that I would never expect them to be interested in. And, um, you know, one of my friends who has literally no connection to the law in any way, couldn't stop writing home about the Giangameshi episode. She just thought it was so interesting. And I think, um, it's funny because I think that sometimes the things that we're most insecure about and the things that we feel like we know the least about are what we're drawn to because we, we want to know more about them and we don't, you know, we want to feel like we're smart and we're well, well-informed on Canadian culture. And so I think that that's, um, that's been one of the things that we've received a lot about is, um, is just that they're learning things that they didn't know um, mm-hmm. and that they wanted to know more about. And, um, and, or in the case of my parents, they just, they want to tell me everything that they know about, about 
that particular thing. Like my, every time we put out an episode of uh, Canadian, like something about Canadian film or TV, my dad, you know, tells me about the trailer park boys. So, uh, so it's, you know, it, it's, it, I feel like has started a a larger conversation about Mm. Canadian culture um, amongst, you know, my group and, and hopefully the larger, the larger community um, that is, that's really exciting for us. And I think was kind of part of our goal. Yeah. And I think, so I, we kind of expected that we might have, um, you know, more, more downloads for episodes of the more international celebrities and things like that. And we do have like, there's certainly American, some American listenership for those, but I was surprised at just how many people responded to Gian Gameshi. I thought people were, since you brought it up, Liv, I thought people were probably bored of hearing about it um, or or just like done with hearing about it. And it's been a few years now, um, but I had people you know, in my life, like, because I think we released um, part one and then something in the middle and then part two. And people were bugging me, like, why didn't you release part two the next, like, <laughs> next week? Like, and I had people really, really waiting for it. And again, people who I were, who were not, you know, anyway connected to law, who I didn't really think maybe even, I thought I didn't think they cared about sexual assault, but I didn't know that that was a particular interest of theirs. Like, and I don't know, I think, I think that's, it's, that's right, Liv, that people look are looking for things that seem to learn something. Um uh, in regards to the, the background with the law, when I've talked to Canadian history podcasters, surprisingly, very few actually like went to school for, for history. Uh, for me, for example, I used to be a journalist before I did this. Uh, do you feel like your law background kind of gives you that unique perspective on a lot of things that people might not get from other uh, Canadian history podcasts? You know what? I think that that, honestly, for us, was what made us feel confident in starting this podcast because i you know a lot of times you think why why does my voice matter what's you know there's you know your great history podcast why do we need to have a history podcast and i think for us having the legal foundation was the thing that made us feel like you know what we do have a unique perspective and i think so often um there are so many legal nuances in big stories like this, like almost every um, podcast we've done, there's been like a tiny, sometimes large legal component, but at least a small one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that we have so much confidence in, in talking about that. And to be honest, so much of the legal system is like provides a foundation for Canadian society in ways that we don't always interact with or are unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that perspective that we have that now is natural for us, um, but may not be natural for someone who doesn't have a law degree comes across and obviously the legal elements of our podcast, but then also just in the greater story and sometimes understanding how things fit together or why things played out a certain way. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think we definitely gravitate towards the legal angle and we try and find it. I think that going to law school gives you some soft skills too. You know, it's not a total waste of three years. <laughs> like the re- the research <laughs> research and writing ability, I think that that you get just as a just by nature of going through it. Um, you learn how to and, and honestly working at a law firm and reading case law, you learn how to skim through through things and and get through articles really quickly, and you become a quick quick reader, just it's just a um, occupational hazard. So that definitely helps. Like there's a, there's a, there's soft skills there for sure. That helps. 
And then, yeah, that was kind of like, well, what makes us different? Um, we knew we didn't want to do a law podcast. Um, there's lots of great law podcasts, but we wanted to do something really kind of chatty and fun for our friends. Um, but I, I do think that, that having these skills has benefited us for sure. So what is, uh, what is 2021 hold for the podcast? What, uh, what's coming up? What are some of the goals of the podcast uh, moving ahead through the year? More interviews. Yeah, well, we are very excited with our interview that we have with you coming up where we're going to mm-hmm. talk about Krista Freeland. So mm-hmm. everyone needs to head over to our podcast in three weeks time to check that <laughs> one out. Um, and yeah, I think I feel like we are we just only launched in September, October of 2020. So we're still relatively new. And I think 2020 was a great year for us to find our footing, um, get a sense of really what's you know, what gets us excited and what, what we really want to talk about. And I feel like we have found that in 2020 and now in 2021, we're coming in with gusto, um, with a really clear idea of what we're going to be talking about. Um, just to drop a little, um, breadcrumbs, we have, um, part two of our Celine Dion series coming out. We have an episode about Kim Cattrall in store. We have a Carla Homoka episode in store. So um, hopefully lots to get excited about. Nice. I wanted to call on our experts. I think use the people in our lives a little bit more. Um, we do want to be kind of start being more conscious, representing more Canadian experiences. That's really important to us. You know, we don't want to only be doing international pop stars and, and, um, and actors in, in TV. Um, so we definitely want to expand. Yeah, expand the, the people that we're talking about for sure. And then uh, the, the last question, um, how can people find the podcast? How can they find you guys on social media, learn more about the podcast, uh, get in touch if they have uh, ideas or if uh, you know Margaret Trudeau or Kim Campbell happens to be listening, if they want to get in touch with you guys to do an interview. Uh, yeah, it just kind of, uh, how does everybody find you? Well, Margaret Trudeau or Kim Campbell, if you are listening, please, please call us. Um, <laughs> uh, also oh yeah, anyone. Um, well, you can email us at just watch me podcast um, at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at just watch me pod. And of course we're available everywhere you find podcasts on the Apple podcast, uh, app and Spotify and Stitcher and all of them. So please, you know, listen and download us and leave a five, five star review about how much you like us and Greg, obviously. And send us ideas. Who do you want us to talk about? Any, you know, recent historical events you think are overlooked? I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you did, please leave a rating and review. You can also visit my website where you'll find all my podcast episodes, as well as hundreds of articles on Canada's history. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. And again, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to Patreon.com slash CanadaEHX, just like all of these wonderful patrons have. And I apologize if I mispronounce any names. Gary Dolovich, Nick Zinri, Pamela Elder, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawa, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, Spencer M., and Iris Gray. You can also find me on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash CanadianHistoryX.
and I'm on Twitter, just go to Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. I'm also on Instagram, and you just have to look for Bairdo37. Thanks, we'll see you again next time.